You're with Julian on the brown note. <clears throat> now, in the world of media, Korea is, or uh, well, South Korea is getting very um, ambitious. K-pop seems to be rivaling J-pop as far as uh, music goes. <coughs> Excuse me. Particularly with the uh, success of Psy. Um, and also in the movie world, they had a brilliant decade in the first decade of the 2000s with a number of prominent Korean movies, uh, particularly from the uh, film director, where's his name? Park Chan-wook, who made three acclaimed films in a row, all based on the, on the theme of revenge. And they're all very good, but the last film, Old Boy, was particularly phenomenally good. Uh, recently got remade uh, by uh, Spike Lee uh, in a fairly uninteresting version. And then the other prominent Korean director probably of that decade would be uh, Bong Joon-ho, who made the monster movie The Host, which got um, a fairly wide international release and got acclaim heaped on it. And it was an interesting film, probably more so than a lot of American monster movies. But I, I wasn't blown away with it like I was Old Boy, which would have been one of my probably top ten films of that decade. He also, after that, um, made the film Mother, which was a much more low-key, serious drama, and it won a host of international awards. And now he's come back with Snowpiercer, which is one of the most ambitious Korean movies ever made. It had a budget of around 40 million US, which for a Korean film is huge. And the other thing is, is it aims squarely at a Western market. The cast in it is, for a Korean film, is pretty phenomenal. Chris Evans, who is Captain America. Um, it's also got uh, Jamie Bell, Tilda Swinton, um, Octavio Spencer, John Hurt, Ed Harris. Um, and it's got a couple of very well-known uh, Korean actors, even if you didn't know their names, Song Kang-ho and Go Ah Song. You certainly recognise Song as he's been in a, prominent in a, a number of um, Western films as well. Um, and he's made a film called Snowpiercer, obviously with a view to it being internationally putting sort of Korean mainstream cinema on the map. And it is a fascinating film. It came out in August last year in Korea. And it's got an incremental release around the world. But as yet, the English language version, which is the normal version as the whole film is virtually in English, hasn't appeared in English-speaking markets yet, which is very odd. And apparently the Americans have had distribution rights and been talking about editing it down, which is lunacy, um, and releasing it in about July, but maybe only on a limited release. And I don't understand why, as the very worst this film would be perceived is as a, a very exciting action-adventure movie. It's uh, all set on a train in the future, about 50 years into the future, when mankind takes action on climate change. And the action they take, uh, once the problem has got too bad, they actually um, result in um, freezing the entire planet and killing all life on it. Apart from um, a wealthy industrialist, who ends up being played by Ed Harris, devised this uh, global train network and this amazing self-sustaining train, which is a colossal beast. And it roams around the planet, um, driving itself through the snow, and hence the terrible name Snowpiercer. Maybe it sounds better in Korean. And it's basically an allegorical story. Um, in the back end of the train, you have the people in 
what are basically the trains split into different classes and they obviously resemble social classes. So you have the people at the bottom all at the back of this train and they're fed terrible food and they're constantly on the brink of rebellion and they're always demonised by this sort of Gestapo-like front end of the train who arrive with batons and guns and treat them brutally. And the film follows them as this train travels the world uh, through this relentless icy tundra and the people at the back of the train who are being treated worse and worse and brutalised and starved um, eventually whip up the courage to have a revolution and move their way down the train towards the front. Obviously it's a very heavy allegory uh, and it's pretty obvious what's going on. Um, the action in it is astonishingly violent for a mainstream movie. I think the last film I reviewed was also pre- oh, 300 Rise of an Empire. This more so... It's got some astonishing balletic um, action sequences um, where basically these people in the confined train are moving along and battling against machete-wielding people, um, which is incredibly brutal. But then the film sort of changes and turns into one of the most surreal trips I think I've been on in cinema in a while. Once they've got through this sort of action-adventure phase, it becomes a lot more cerebral And although there's action all the way to the finish, there's some truly astounding sequences. And I thought I was watching a film that was probably the closest to any film of this size that reminded me of the Chilean director, Alejandro Jodorowsky, who made El Topo and Magic Mountain in the 1970s, two of the strangest and most brilliant films ever made. Um, And this goes really far out there. There's no way on earth if this was made in America. It would offer any of the ideas which are very disturbing or any of the scenes that this film does. So I think there's a sequence where they actually go from these brutal bloodbath to being in a, like a child's classroom where everyone's talking and being nice. It's a very, very strange film. Um, it's got very pretty good, uniformly good performances. I'd say the Korean actor, um, what's his name again? Song Kang-ho, I think he's probably the uh, the best one in it. Um, but Tilda Swinton is jaw-dropping. She performs the most incredibly weird character I think I've seen in cinema. Um, she's a like, half-school teacher, half-Hitler. Um, she's an incredible presence in this film. Chris Evans is pretty good as well as the sort of like de facto leader of this band of warriors going through. The violence is extreme. Um, some of the bloodbaths in it, well, if you've seen the movie Old Boy, you'll know that Korean cinema's probably got a slightly higher tolerance for violence in movies, but it's beautifully shot and done. And it's just a fascinating movie. It got so insane that I did wonder whether that would spoil it, and I'm going to watch it again to see if the latter stages do kind of weaken it by becoming just so out there. Um, It reminded me of a lot of different films, particularly towards the end, the Matrix series of films, and it's very much that same sort of allegorical take on society at the present and how we're treated at the moment and why we let it continue and, and what we can do to overcome it. And it also reminded me a little bit of Cloud Atlas in that vein of someone struggling against the odds to overcome this you know tyranny um so i thought it was a fascinating film i thought it was um worked brilliantly as a an adventure action adventure film and it certainly got some jaw-dropping action in it but i sort of thought it worked quite well as a cerebral reflection on society as well so i'm going to give it nine out of ten and hope that one day it gets a release in Australian cinema. It really made my head spin around. So it's Snowpiercer, 9 out of 10. Now, I 